Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Our guest this week from Jupiter, Florida, for Cardinal Spring Training is center fielder Harrison Bader. A lot of attention on Harrison Bader this spring. What will he do in 2020? But what has he done over the offseason in spring training to put himself in a better position than he was in at the end of 2019 offensively, a season in which he hit 205. Nonetheless, Bader with a great deal of confidence at the Cardinal winter warm-up when asked about being the center fielder. He said, yeah, I'm the starting center fielder. Matter-of-factly, a great deal of confidence from Harrison Bader. Some fans love it. Some fans don't care for it. You will hear it on display and his reaction to those who don't particularly care for him. Uh, not only fans, not only social media, but also Keith Olbermann. That's all coming up here in this conversation presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Harrison Bader, the guest here on the Tim McKernan Show. And if you missed any of our interviews so far at spring training, uh, we've had Jack Flaherty, we've had Paul Goldschmidt, and we've had Dylan Carlson. So if you've missed them, you can listen to them. They're evergreen, and you can enjoy them anytime. Plus, in addition to our interviews every Monday, we have questions from the audience. But it's really opinions from the audience in addition to questions, so send in whatever. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com, TMCK. E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. That is how you can send your questions or opinions. And it can be on any topic, anything, anything. Challenge the inbox. Send something in that you think there's no way it'll get read. You got nothing to lose. Email me, tmckernan at InsideSTL.com. That airs every Wednesday on the Inside STL Podcast Network, the Tim McKernan Show. And don't forget about the Cat Chat as well. The Cat has had John Mazalock and Matt Holliday as guests on his podcast. And you can always subscribe to the Ryan Kelly Morning After, our award-winning radio presentation that airs 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. And you can stream that live on InsideSTL.com or the 590 The Fan App or podcast and go back and listen to that whichever you please anytime. Ryan Kelly is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show thehomeloanexpert.com. It got to the point. It has gotten to the point. It got to the point where I emailed my guy and I said, hey, I think I might need to look into refinancing. And he said, you absolutely should. Um, And that's because of what Ryan Kelly keeps telling us. They never thought they would say this, but they're saying it. Rates are at an all-time low. They were saying it a couple years ago, and it's like, well, they can't get lower. 
rates are actually at an all-time low. And even if you have a rate fixed and locked in in the threes, you may be able to do better. As a matter of fact, I can tell you with a great deal of probability, you will be able to do better. I'm locked in in the threes. So I sent this over to my guy. You know what my guy said? Got to do it. Got to do it. So guess what? We're looking into doing it. Uh, it's Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com. Interest rates are at an all-time low, an all-time low. So if you need money right now, capitalize on the home values being high and the interest rates being at an all-time low for a cash-out refi. Or if you just were going, my gosh, I, I mean, I, I'm leaving money on the table. I'm paying additional money and in interest that I don't need to pay. you got to go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly our studio sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show. Another wonderful sponsor of this program is our guest presenting sponsor, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He has been with us now for a year and a half, two years, and he is a good man, he's a smart man, and he prides himself on working with everyday people every day. You can find out more about Mark Hanna at Evergreen Wealth Strategies by going online at evergreenstl.com. Dot com. That's evergreenstl.com, especially with the volatility of the market. You want to be able to email somebody or pick up the phone and have this person know you and coach you through what is in your best interests right now with the craziness that is the market. Mark Hanna should be that person for you. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Everybody needs to have a financial advisor. It's, it's, it's an absolute. Everybody needs to have a financial advisor. And Mark Hanna is someone I recommend to our audience. 314-889-0503. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. 314-889-0503. If you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm in my mid-30s and I haven't been paying attention to this stuff and I am scared to find out the truth, that's, that's fine. But here's the thing. I'm telling you, once you make that phone call, you're going to feel better because you know you've taken the first step to getting it right. And that psychologically will make you feel like you are on the right path. Why? Because you actually are. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Every week, every Monday, we have a new guest for you. And they're all presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And this week, our guest is Cardinal Center Fielder Harrison Bader. Harrison, thanks for sitting down with me, and I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me as well. So how are things going so far here at, uh, at camp for you? Everything's going really good. Um, a lot of guys came in ready to play, ready to perform, myself obviously being one of them. Uh, I think the level of focus that we have, again, it's day three today, I think uh, could, not have been, could not have been better for where we're at. Um, now the important thing, again, about camp and, and leading into the season, you got to make everything count. You know, games kind of creep up on us really quickly, which they've kind of changed the past couple of years, which... I don't mind at all. It is what it is. But What's that, like how quickly you guys are playing as opposed to just working out? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, not having those days where kind of you can kind of come in here and not really keep the focus because you got to prepare to get on that field. And once once it's game time, I mean, things move fast. So, uh, again, like I said, the level of focus has been great. As far as your offseason, what were you thinking about this offseason? I saw you a lot of social media posts working out with Tommy Pham down in South Florida. What was, like, your mindset in between the national series and showing up here? Uh, just again, just work hard, work smart, get everything fire in the right direction, um, and, and in the same direction. And I've been fortunate to have a lot of uh, a lot of feedback from my 
few seasons in the league this year or this up up until this point. And I think the biggest thing again, like I said, is just working smart, understanding um, why specifically offensively I haven't been getting the results I wanted, and then as a result, just taking it taking it all in and then going out and, and working. Uh, there's really no shortcut between the player I want to be and the player I am on paper, and that's hard work. Um, and surround yourself with the right people. So it was a great offseason. What kind of feedback when you say you're getting feedback, like from coaches, players, other players, guys who played the game? Yeah, just the numbers. I know, like, Edmonds thinks super highly of you. Yeah. Uh, the guys like that? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, no, I, I mean, I kind of – I think um, I think watching video, watching ball flight, um, batted balls off the bat, and then obviously the numbers. You don't want to look at the numbers as the, the be-all, end-all, but – um, just understanding, you know, you hit a ball down the middle, you hit a hard ground ball or shortstop. Why? Why is that happening? Mm -hmm. Why are you consistently hitting, you know, sliders and everything? Why are they consistently going to the pull side? Things like that. Yeah, uh, those will give you the best feedback. The ball, the ball gives you the best feedback. So, just understanding that. Was last year difficult? Like, if you look at it from April to the end of the season, was that something where it's like, man, that was tough? Team did well, but yeah. for you individually, was that tough? Individually, it was because again, I've I've said this before. You know, I, the way I have viewed it and view it now and have in my offseason and everything when I was kind of getting ready to start my offseason and see who I was going to work with and what I was going to do. And you know, I've been super fortunate in my career. I've never had any injuries. I had three years of Florida where I put up great numbers. All throughout the minor leagues, I put up good numbers, never injured, played every day. First year of the big leagues, kind of, you know, had, a, had an okay season, you know, had, did some things, did some things well. And you know, year two of the major leagues when I kind of hit my first bump as an athlete. Didn't really know how to find myself, dig my own hole out of it. You know, I was putting the ball in play, but, um, you know, I was getting hit at guys. It was, you know, I wasn't really correctly coming through the zone and allowing myself more room for error to, to kind of, you know, maybe get some more base hits here and there. So, you know, as a 24, 25-year-old to have your first real bump, you know, as an athlete is uh, – I really am blessed as a result of that. And that's yeah. how I kind of shook it off. So – uh, it's just a matter of getting kicked in the teeth and finding a way to, to fight back. And I, I feel really prepared for this for this season coming up for spring training, and I'm, I'm looking forward to just letting it play. On the on the outside looking in, I want to make this clear, I got cut from high school three or four years, so, you know, fuck me, what do I know? Yeah, but, but, but with that said, it, it looks like they were just breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, low and outside at the end of the, at the, end of the year in particular, but obviously it, at some point throughout the course of the season as well. When when you're trying to work on that, assuming that that is something that you're working on, how much of that is like okay pitch recognition or just like laying off? I want to yeah. dig into the weeds on that because that I mean on the outside looking in again, guy who got cut three or four years, <laughs> that 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 seems like that yeah. has been one of the issues. Yeah, uh, I mean you know I'm I you're not going to be perfect in this game by any means. Um, you know you definitely look for pitches and this and that, but um, you know again at the end of the at the end of the year, I mean at the end of the at the end of the day, you just got to understand that. You know, it's such a flash, you know, sometimes you might think they're throwing a fastball, they're throwing a breaking ball and vice versa. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, if you can consistently get your body in a good position, good athletic position, yeah, yeah. to go out there and react and understand what the pitch is trying to do to you, what he might be trying to do to you, you do your research, you do your preparation before the game and understand how a, how a pitch might look and then the different break on it and, and whatnot. If you consistently get yourself in an athletic position, I am athletic enough to do a lot of damage on any pitch in the zone. Um, I felt it before. I felt in the off season. The only difference is I just haven't really been able to do it consistently enough by my own standards. But I have felt it. Uh, it's just a matter of 
working that and understanding and trusting that and having confidence in that. I don't need to go up there and look for my perfect pitch and my perfect spot for me to have success. You, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. No, I, it, it, you get in that position, you're going to be successful. I see Absolutely. what you're saying. Yeah. And it's just a matter of doing it consistently enough and being on time. Uh, to have to have that success, and you know, last year was a great example of how I didn't do that enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have the confidence as a result of my rhythm and timing. I was searching a little bit, and again, it happens. It is what it is. Um, you know, I'm not the first player ever to to have an off season or or hit what I hit or have my OPS. I'm not the first player, and I won't be the last one. Um, but I'm definitely going to be someone who's going to bounce back from it. I learned a lot from it, and I'm just looking forward to again just just letting my talent play uh, because there is a lot in there for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm very thankful and I, you know, you don't ever want to betray your gifts. So I'm just looking forward to just going out there and playing free and, and helping this team win. The magnifying glass is on when you're in the NLCS. You're one of the final four teams left. Now the magnifying glass is on you when you're facing Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. It's not like Annabelle Sanchez was, you know, uh, nothing. He, he pitched a phenomenal game and had a hell of a postseason as well. So then people are like, oh, my God. And then it kind of becomes the taste that people remember, even though you guys did win the division and beat a very good Braves team to get there. What is what is your thought on – Matt Carpenter had some comments. That I thought were pretty interesting. It feels like that the division and, and beating the Braves wasn't really celebrated per se, and it was kind of weird. I know you don't have, a you know, 10 years in the league to compare and contrast postseasons and, and the reception – but I've talked about this before. I feel like the fan base in St. Louis is a little angst-ridden, I guess, about about the team, despite the fact that the team was in the NLCS. It's weird. You know, I've been a lifelong St. Louis, and I've seen a lot of teams go to the NLCS, and usually that leads to a lot of optimism for the next year. This year, I feel like people are like, well, the guys struggled offensively, and they didn't do anything to add to the offense, so what's going on? That's the perspective of the fan base. What is your perspective as a guy who actually is doing this for a living and is inside that room? Yeah, um... I mean, you can only you can only hope that the that our fan base is is proud of what we did last year, and you can only hope that they're looking forward to all the promise and positivity that the same exact group has moving into the next year. But you know, to comment, it really doesn't bother me by any means. Um, you know, I I know what we're capable of. Um, I know what we did last year was something to be celebrated for sure. Um, and again, we're just going to go out there and play our brand of baseball. And if people want to jump on the bandwagon and be happy for us, that's great. We welcome everybody. But if you know, if you're going to be a naysayer and be negative, then there really is just no room for you, and you don't really belong in 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 the stadium for rooting for us. Because I know everyone in there wants to see good brand of baseball. They want to see Cardinals baseball, and I can assure you that top to bottom, that roster is full of 25 guys who who love and and want to play that exact brand of baseball. So, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Again, just going to go out there and 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 do our best to kick our opponent's ass. What he was laying, I like that. What he was laying out there is like, if you look at the numbers, everybody had like their worst offensive years minus Colton Long in the league. And it's not like we're looking for Paul Goldschmidt to return to form from 2012. I mean, just like, you know, 2018. Uh, and you do look at it that way and go, okay, I see where he's coming from then. Um, and then you do think about it, like, yeah, and that team won 90-plus games and a playoff series, and guys weren't necessarily firing on all cylinders offensively. And these are guys who have done it in the league before. Yeah. You know, that's a, no, that's I, a, that's a reasonable perspective is what I'm saying. It definitely is a reasonable perspective, and I do understand what it means. But to be completely honest and f- really blunt, I've never been a fan. I've always been an athlete. I've always been on the other side. I've never been someone who's analyzed or dissected baseball the way fans do. Um, and the reality of that situation is that I don't know how to think like a fan. So as an athlete, as someone who has always tried to strive towards his best performance, his best 
ability, his best physical shape, mental shape, whatever you want to be, I've always been on the side of positive positivity, and I've always erred on the side of that. And there's no room for negativity whatsoever in my life, especially in between the white lines. So I only look at the positives, and that's a team effort, group of guys who are working out there, going hard. Not only did they win the NL Central last year, but more experience together, um, more games under their belt, all working towards the same goal. There's no reason we can't do the exact same thing. Yeah. So everybody who's behind us, come along for the ride. Yeah, there you go. How do you handle social media? Now, your posts are amusing, but as far as, like, if you do have somebody who's going to come in there and try and troll you or sharpshoot you about baseball, <laughs> even if you're just posting, like, some <laughs> dumb thing about, you know, what you're wearing that day, yeah. like, yeah, we'll hit better, uh, some, you know, asshole like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's always going to be people like that, and, I, again, I don't pay attention to any of those people. Do you ever, do you ever engage? I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Harrison Bader here on the Tim McKernan Show. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and those studios are in Jupiter, Florida for spring training. That's where Harrison Bader and I caught up at Roger Dean Stadium, talking it over here on the program. Harrison being very candid, and all of these conversations and all of the questions from the audience podcasts are made possible by our sponsors. And James Carlton has been with us since the beginning, October 1st. 2017 like a 90 minute interview with gary pinkle and here we are in march of 2020 and we're still going and we want to make sure that when you have an opportunity to do so you support our sponsors james carlton has been with us from the beginning and he's my insurance agent but it wasn't a chicken and egg deal i got to know james and i thought to myself i really should switch to james carlton but probably like you i had somebody who's just kind of like a friend of the family seemingly serviceable certainly i had i don't have any complaints but you know it, it wasn't it wasn't what james is and what is james james is attention to detail james is proactive james is when you have a real issue and we had a real issue with a flood in our basement last year that he and his staff get on it and tend to it and so i had that all taken care of and was taken care of by the carlton state farm insurance agency and i am so made the switch because that was a serious situation and they tended to it. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. And Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. Kind of in that weird time of the year. For my money, the good time of the year. Where it still can be cold, but you know... It's not far off from it starting to heat up. This is the time to capitalize and make sure that the air conditioning is working because inevitably there's going to be a day popping up in the next few weeks, and it might sound really good right now, but there's going to be a day that pops up and you go, oh my gosh, we have to turn on the air conditioning. Well, you want to make sure it works. Capitalize on this time now to get it taken care of. Go to designairservice.com. They are Design Air Heating and Cooling, a wonderful sponsor of this podcast, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. And now, back to Harrison Bader. Oh, no, never. Yeah, that, I, never that's a, I think that's a good play. I never will. Yeah, I mean, those, <laughs> those types of people are just, uh, is, I mean, not even worth my time. <laughs> not worth anybody's time. Again, because, um, you know, it's just, it's just, fu- it's, it's funny. You know, you treat, I treat social media the way I would treat, um, well, I don't really know where I was going with that one, but I just treat social media as something that's fun and it's engaging. Um, you know, you 
I post, you know, anything on my, my mother follows me. So anything, <laughs> anything I, that my mother might not like, I would never post. And that's how I treat social media. It's not to be taken seriously, but it's, it is unfortunate that people use it as a platform to, to kind of beat up players and this and that. I mean, but I'm, yeah, no, I don't know. Well, so that's the thing. It's like, I got cut three or four years in high school. How can I sit here and go, well, man, what's wrong with you not being able to hit a break? I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah, I no, couldn't I hit it at 14 years old. How can I talk about it now? <laughs> yeah, like, there'd I don't, be a lot of self-awareness problems. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any time for those betas. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I like that term. All right. Now, I was covering the team on a regular basis, like in, in I mentioned Edmonds and in, in the early 2000s, those, those, those Cardinal teams, and guys were able to go out. And you're a young guy, major league ball player, not only in St. Louis, where I realize the microscope's super tight, but are traveling around the country. Are you guys comfortable, like, going out, or is it a different ball game now because you're worried somebody's going to go, oh, Harrison Bader was out. And it's, So is it, a different, is it a different deal? I mean, I realize you weren't playing then. You were, you know, yeah. 10 years old. But are you guys – is it a different deal being a, a ball player now in the era of worried people taking pictures or doing stuff like that and you don't have your privacy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in season, it's just business at all times. It's important to, to find balance. Sometimes you need to alleviate the stress a little bit, um, but it really is business at all times. Um, you know, I'm not doing anything illegal or anything crazy. You know, I, I welcome, you know, photos and everything. I sometimes like to be um, respected if I'm having dinner um, and somebody goes out of their way to say, I don't mean to be rude, but, you know, let <laughs> but me yeah, be you are rude being. and take a photo of you real quick or have you sign something. Um, you know, I will always sign for children regardless of where I am whether yeah. it be at a restaurant or anywhere. Um, but there are times where it is a little invasive and intrusive, but, you know, that's just, that's the world we live in, and that's, that's uh, you know, it, it, it's an honor to have because I wouldn't want it the other way. Yeah, because then that so, means you haven't made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how, yeah. So I do, I do obviously think it's very cool. I, you know, I, I will always be respectful. Um, but, no, I mean, I don't really think about that stuff. I always just keep keep to myself and, and do my best to just kind of stay under the radar and stay low-key. You have uh, had a couple back and forth with Keith Olbermann. On social media, <laughs> now it was, was that is, is that is that what's what's going on there? What is that about? Is that personal on his end? Because I would figure you probably don't even. I mean, you know him maybe from yeah, you know, no, what he I does for. No, I don't know. I don't know. And just again to kind of reiterate what I said before, I don't really have any time for those babies. So. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep my train moving forward. <laughs> it's a smart play to handle it. All right, you stand up there at winter warm up. I'm like, I'm the center fielder. And, absolutely. And people, yeah, and, and you're saying yeah, absolutely. And people are like yeah, I mean, oh. you can't. I mean, there's no. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah, play center field. I mean, you know, you know, you have to prove yourself every day in this game, regardless of what you did the previous year. Obviously, you know, you're coming off into, you know, a Cody Bellinger MVP season. Obviously, you're going to be given a more little, you know, a little more leeway in this and that, right. you know. But um, it's just, it just comes from a place of confidence. It's never cockiness. It's never anything. You know, I, I tie my confidence into my preparation and my work. And from that standpoint, I'm tremendously confident um, and ready to just attack everything that's going to be thrown my way, which is, uh, you know, just solidifying myself as, as what I'm supposed to be in this game. So, um, again, it's just I don't, you know, I'm competing against the, the opposing team. Um, and at times I'm competing against myself. So if I find a way to just quiet my mind, continue to tie my confidence into my work and go out there and do my prep work against the opposing teammate, I uh, absolutely will be the, the, uh, the center fielder here. So, I'm, you know, I'm not just looking for this year, but you know, I want to stay in St. Louis for my entire career, and it's just a matter of doing it every day and reproving yourself every day, and I'm just ready and, and excited to do that. Quick hitters, and then I'll let you get out of here. Who are the leaders in there? I mean, I, on the outside looking in, I go, it's got to be Wainwright. It's got to be Molina. That would go without saying. Some uh, Who was it? Colton, maybe. No, uh, Edmund. 
He goes, Jack Flaherty, man. Jack Flaherty is one of the guys. I'm like, man, that's something else considering, you know, he's a young cat. Usually it works that guys in their mid-30s who've been around for a while. What do you see when, when you're in there? Um, yeah, you know, I definitely come from like the, the classical, I guess, understanding of a leader, someone who is older, someone who's experienced. Um, if somebody was the exact personality type as Adam Wainwright, but they're my age, I would not view them as a leader. Just because it just part of a leader comes from you know, the wisdom of wisdom, yeah. experience, age, um, just you know, experiences mold you. Your age, going through life experiences, they they mold you. Um, so with that said, I think the leaders are without a doubt uh, Yachty, Wayno, um, and definitely Dex. I look up to Dex a yeah. lot. I'm a, I play right beside him. I played right beside him for two years now, over two years now, and um, I lean on him a lot. You know, sometimes it's not even baseball related, which is which is what's so great about that clubhouse because. I mean, 99% of what we deal with in season is baseball related, mm-hmm. but there is that 1% where it can kind of wear on you and, and tug at you a little bit. And having somebody, a leader type like Dex, like yeah. Yachty, like Wayno, to kind of pull him aside and talk to is, uh, it, it does wonders for us. So uh, they definitely know it. I'm very appreciative of all of them. Yeah. And I'm just, again, looking forward to just playing with these guys, man, because it doesn't last forever. Yeah, that's the name of the game. I feel like Dexter has gotten – I pull for him, even though I'm just, whatever, doing my stuff. But, like, I feel like he's gotten a bad break in St. Louis, you know. And it kind of, on the outside looking in, pisses me off. And I've talked about it on the show. And so I remember there was at a bat he had in game four against the Braves. You guys were coming back, eventually won. And he was battling, battling, battling. I don't remember who he was facing. I was like, man, I would love for him to get the hit to win this game to kind of put all that BS – Aside, you know, because I feel badly for him. You know, he came in here, and, and I think people are just like, "Oh, you're, you're still a cub, or whatever it is." And I, and he's a good guy. I know he's a good guy. Obviously, you're close with him and respect him. And I just want to see him not have to. And again, I realize you're just like, "Yeah, dude, kind of comes with the territory, whatever." But I want to. I just, I know he's a good guy. I know he wants to be successful, and I just hate that. I know he, he opens up his mentions, and it's just constant crap. You know? Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely do get those vibes as well. Um, you know, from from media and fans and whatnot, and it is unfortunate. But again, at the end of the day, I can tell you right now, all he does is work. Uh, he wants to be good, wants to help, wants to win, and those are the best qualities anybody can have as a player, as a grown man. Um, but again, you know, it's just it's it's a tough it's a tough city. It's a pressure cooker. I mean, I know I wouldn't want it any other way. He wouldn't want it any other way. Um, and if you if you have the ability to focus solely on the positivity and solely on the people who do support you, everything else kind of blends together yeah. and all those people just kind of equal one, yeah. one bad energy, bad vibe. You don't see the, the number of and waves of different people because they're always going to be negativity, yeah. but having the ability to just focus on the love and focus on the people when they, you do do things right. Say, well, well, what about, you know, things in the past? No, that's not what, it, that's not what this is about. So, um, again, it's just, nobody's perfect. We can't all be Mike Trout. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it's just a matter of just going out there and playing hard, just keeping your blinders on and just winning ball games, man. That's all there is to it. Three nitwit questions and you're gone. Uh, favorite restaurant in St. Louis? What's the go-to play? What is the go-to play? Because I know you have a sophisticated palate. Uh, so what is, what, is your, what is your go-to play? Um, in St. Louis, my go-to would be Dominic's. Dominic's is a nice play. So you didn't let me down there. You didn't let me down there. Uh, Movie that you saw over the last five, six months that you're like, that was damn good. What do we got? Um, Parasite. 
I haven't seen it yet, and I've seen like all the other Academy Award uh, nominated or whatever. Uncut Gems was great. I haven't seen that's another one. I think it's just going to be available on, on demand yeah. here, like in the next few days. What's that legitimately good? Yeah, really Sandler. Good. How about yeah. that with the dramatic turn? Adam Sandler, yeah. Yeah. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Loved it. Loved it. Margot Robbie's fun for the whole family. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> Let me see. How'd you feel about The Irishman? Polarizing film. No. Didn't like it? No. Oh, God, I liked it. See, I, I saw it in the like theater, it. and that was the key, I think. Yeah, that was the key, because otherwise yeah. I'd be, like, you know, fucking off with my phone. I saw it in the theater, so it made me focus in. That's true. I didn't really like it because I had predis predispositions about it because I heard... It was too long? Bad reviews, in their opinion prior to my seeing it so when it kind of got slow i just, just wasn't focused yeah in. yeah they did have de niro like stomping on a guy and he's you know near 80. yeah they probably could have done a, a different camera CGI angle on that. Too, yeah there was yeah. a lot of cgi on that and final one and this is for my money the most important one because you're a fashion guy the the red caps on the road or the blue caps on the road what is your preference you know, sometimes if you guys are playing a team that has the red caps, you guys will wear the navy caps, like when you play the Nationals. Yeah. All the other times, though, you're, you're wearing the red caps. I like the navy. Yes. I yes. Like so do the fans, too. Yeah, I, I like the navies. What's the going navy's on with it? Navy and gray has a good look. I think so, too. I kind of like what the Nationals have going on with that, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know why they got away from it. It's not like the team was playing bad with it. I mean, I know it was before you were here. but I think that there's too much of a disparity between red and gray. A lot of uh, a lot of colors that are blue have a lot of gray in them. Nice. Now you're so, really going into the weeds on this with me. I like this. Now we're breaking you, it down. <laughs> as you wash blue away, it it tends to become more gray. So it's just, I think like the red is too vibrant for the gray, and it just it's they're just it's too much of a disparity. So and like the Angels and the Phillies and the red, it's all the same uniform. The Cardinals have that sick blue and the red. Yeah, logo I'll be bringing them out more though. It's nice. Yeah. All right. All right. How do you feel about the powder blues that I know you were the model for when they initially was, came yeah. up? Oh, I love those. I love those uniforms. That's what I grew up I on, man. Willie McGee jumping over Milwaukee's uh, wall. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I. That's what I grew up on. No, yeah. I love those uniforms. Yeah. I think the color is great. I think it's uh, it's fun whenever we get to wear them. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of any big league uniform I get. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Even let's, if it's just be, let's just be real. If it was, yeah. hot, if it was hot pink, I'd wear it. <laughs> All right, man. You, I've, I've lasted way longer than the 15 minutes. I appreciate it. Thank no you so much, Harrison. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So there it is. Harrison Bader with us here on the Tim McKernan Show. It is a pleasure to talk it over with the Cardinal center fielder and uh, just have a candid conversation. So a little background on it. Um, I, I wanted to interview him. I knew I wanted to interview him. And uh, and he was walking out, and it was a spot where um, it was later in the day, and I know that they're all just kind of like, yeah, I want to get home or go and do whatever it is that they were going to do that day. And I was standing there with Mike Claiborne outside the clubhouse because the clubhouse was closed, so I'm just waiting. And I said, hey, Harrison, you got about 15 minutes or so. And then, of course, as always, I go over. But I really do go into it with the intent of only going 15 minutes or so. And uh, and then uh, and Mike Claiborne goes, yeah, you ought to do it with him. He'll ask some interesting questions. And Harrison, I'm sure, is like, yeah, you're just saying that. And I don't know if I necessarily asked interesting questions, but if, if you you know you hear the interview, it kind of comes off as uh, you know, it's it's kind of a nothing. And then he kind of gets into a spot where he was kind of shooting from the hip, and that's who he is. And whether one likes it or doesn't like it, he is absolutely confident. And I suppose when it gets down to it, if he's an athlete on your team or the individuals you pull for, you would rather have somebody with a great deal of confidence. And to date, you know, things can change. You can have injuries, you can have a slump, but to date, 
his performance in spring training, and we talked before the game started. To date, his performance in spring training with that new swing he talked about and the shorter swing uh, is absolutely a substantial upgrade over what he was doing in the regular season and the postseason in 2019. The thing that we talked about that is going to have to improve also is the pitch recognition and the ability to lay off breaking balls low and outside the strike zone. That's the key. But if you can have his defense uh, and him performing at a much better level offensively, it, it just makes the Cardinals a better team. The question is, can he perform at a much better level offensively? Certainly he thinks so. And at least to date, again, spring training results. So we've got to qualify it as such. But uh, so far... Uh, that has paid off for him. Again, if you have missed our interviews from spring training, you are missing out on conversations with Jack Flaherty, with Paul Goldschmidt, with Dylan Carlson, uh, and uh, still to come more from Jupiter, Florida, including a conversation with Tommy Edmond. And I would like to think we will have our spring training wrap-up conversation, which is a tradition of sorts with John Mazalock. Uh, that will be coming your way as well. And send in your questions or opinions, whatever is welcome. For the questions slash opinions from the audience podcast, email me at tmckernan at insidestl.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at insidestl.com. As always, thank you to Gangster Pete. Thank you to Iggy, the producers of the Tim McKernan Show. Thank you to our sponsors, thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly rates at an all-time low. you got to check it out, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, our guest presenting sponsor here on the program. And he presents Harrison Bader this week online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. And Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Goldcamp and his staff online at designairservice.com. Plus the place where my wife gets her car and I want to get my car, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. Online at Londoff.com, that's uh, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit. Londoff.com, Chevy, find new roads. Thank you, as always, to Gangster Pete. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Harrison Bader. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.